podcasts from the cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. You're listening to Business Brunch and today's guest began his career in 1975 as a structural engineer. And after four-year apprenticeship, and he quickly realised that he, what he wanted to do, what he really wanted to do, was to move into a sales position. And after 10 years in sales and rising to area sales director, I guess decided it was time to start his own business. Today on Business Brunch, we're extremely pleased to welcome Michael Shields of Claymore Business Machines Limited. Michael, welcome to Business Brunch. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for the opportunity of coming on to Cat Radio. I'm looking forward to this interview. You're very welcome, Michael. Michael, you've, you've been in business 29 years and have built a very successful business, including a dealership with Kyocera Business Machines. However, before we, we discuss your current success, tell us about your life in the early years and, and why you eventually decided to start your own company. Oh yeah, well, basically, I, I went into engineering. I found a, I found a, I enjoyed doing that, but I, I always had a passion for going to sales. And in the early days, I uh, I got I left engineering, went to to work for Bark and Dobson's, and I was involved with the pub's visit to uh, Liverpool, uh, going back back in 1981, and uh, then decided it to uh, look for a sales job, which I got the first uh, sales job with a company called DRG Barrett, and uh, worked my way up from uh, being a trainee salesman right to being an area director and that uh, that took me back to about 19 and then we grew up my career to 1992 19, around 92 and in 93 may the 4th 93 i started uh, claymore business machines having done a four-year apprenticeship uh, as a structural engineer you then moved into sales you don't often find engineers that want to sell i, I had many friends who uh, had gone to sales and found that they were successful and found out I, I quite like the idea of actually meeting people, discussing uh, their needs and requirements, and and um, building a friendship. And I uh, really enjoyed that more, say, than being in um, in one place uh, doing the doing the technical drawing and structural engineering. I really wanted to get out, so it took me it took me about a year or so to to get into the sales. And uh, well, well, I didn't go to sales straight away. I went through uh, uh, to another company first before I got into what I wanted to get into. And moving again from working in a secure job to becoming self-employed is, is yeah. again a huge step. How did you uh, take that on board? Well, I took the idea. I, I, was, yeah, I was on a, a reasonable salary at the time and, uh, and I went to with sales where you had, a, a lower, in those days, a lower basic wage and everything was done in commission. It was about you putting the effort in to make it happen. But if you put the effort in to make it happen, there was more chance that you actually build your, your uh, income up a lot more than what you could do before. And that's, uh, that was a challenge I had in front of me. And uh, I had a young family at the time, uh, uh, and I wanted, I wanted to really make a success uh, going forward in sales. Uh, I really had that passion for it, for sales. Did it not make you anxious that you were just on a retainer, that your, your income was based on your ability to sell? Yeah, I think it was self-belief. I believed I could do it. And I went out and did it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I understand that when you were working selling cannon machines, that you were called the dealer day man. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, uh, well, going back in the early days, uh, I was determined to make success of it. I was given a patch of sort of North Manchester. And um, going back in those days, it was the end of the zero set patent of blame people copiers. So it was a great opportunity to really get the uh, get cannon machines out there at the time. 
which I then put a machine in the back of the car. Uh, did uh, went into every, every industrial state I could find, went across there and took machines into customers. And uh, I was I was uh, had my briefcase with me, my sales orders, and uh, came back with me more or less a deal a day. And then the, I got the nickname Deal a Day Man because I always came back with a deal. <laughs> well, uh, well, the, the the executive must have loved you <laughs> before they did. <laughs> 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 now then, as you said, you started your own business in 1993, and that's Claymore yes. Business Machines Limited. That's right, yes. Tell us about the planning involved and how you develop your customer base and the dealerships with, with local suppliers. Yeah, well, going back back then, I, I decided I wanted to run my own business. Funnily enough, with my wife, my, my wife uh, got together and we decided to do it. I went to, I went to all these, um, I went to Vioroll. It was at the time there was a, like a training-based uh, company, uh, who uh, give you lots of things about doing your business, put your business together, doing VAT returns, doing marketing plans, and doing all the different things. So I took it, I think it was about 15 days course, which I did take up and took the opportunity of that, just because I think, believe in training is, uh, is very important. And uh, with my sales ability and uh, my determination of uh, being successful, I started, uh, I started Claymore and we, and we built it up um, from going out, from just going to knock on doors and introduce myself, get to know people, uh, go to networking clubs, uh, go to chamber of commerce, and more or less meeting as many people as I could. Because the more people I met, the more friends I got, the more business I got, which was fantastic. And out of all the things that you've mentioned, is there one particular area that you found more effective? Uh, face-to-face, I found always, in those days, very effective because you, you could actually speak to people face-to-face get the fuel for what they're looking for, get the fuel of the business they're in, what they're doing, and finding, them, finding the, uh, the needs and requirements that they're looking for, looking to save money, or looking to be more efficient, or looking to be more stru- structured, or whatever. It's, a, it's that face-to-face contact that helped to build that relationship up with that customer. And some of those customers back in those days, funnily enough, are still customers now, so I must be doing something right. You've also got a dealership, haven't you? So w- yeah. when you don't have a track record, how how much more difficult is it to talk to suppliers about dealerships? Well, with, with my with, from my experience of sales before and uh, from when from uh, which I knew some some uh, dealerships as such, I did apply to them. I started earlier with uh, with Olivetti and uh, Rex Rotary to start with the first year, and after 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 a little while. I was approached by Kai Sira, who would like to... It was actually me in those days, funnily enough. This is about a year after I started. They approached me and they said we'd, we'd be interested in the, deal, the dealership meter. And I took the meter dealership. Four years later, they became Kai Sira meter. And then recently, or well, going back to 10 years ago, they became Kai Sira and they dropped the meter name. But, uh, yeah, it's a very good um, brand and it's a very, we get very good support from them. And it must have been a real compliment having a supplier contact you to see if you would be their dealer. It was, yeah, very much so. It was, uh, because the, 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 the guy had, had heard about me and heard what, what, what my abilities were and uh, contacted me to see if we'd uh, become a dealer, and I did. And uh, whenever I look back since, I've been a dealership with them all these years. Of course, there's no, there was no such thing as LinkedIn then, so... No, um, it, it, so was, uh, <laughs> it was um, landline telephones and uh, meeting people. You couldn't have any of these email things or, or social media or anything like that. that Absolutely not. <laughs> Michael, although your core business is based on the sales and servicing of business machines, you also offer a raft of other services. So tell us about the machines that you sell 
and the extra services that define your business. Yeah, certainly, yes. Uh, the, 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 copy, the copier, going back many years ago, was just a standalone copier, and over the years it's obviously developed into a copier, printer, scanner, uh, fax, uh, but obviously fax isn't as used as much as it, as it was going back a few years ago. Uh, but the main key products uh, of, of, the, of the machine now is that you can do um, email, scan to email, you can um, do uh, a, a, um, a boxes where you actually can actually put your, um, uh, send your um, documents straight to a box and it holds it in the box, makes it a private box. You go to the machine, it tap in your number and out comes the product. So it, it keeps it very private and confidential and it just, uh, if, if obviously you find you don't need that product, uh, need that those documents it can be deleted off as well so you don't have wastage i also offer um a print audit system where i come along and uh, check what you what you're using now by plugging in a print audit system into the system it tells me how many prints you're doing how many um how what the color levels are we go back in a month's time we do it again then we can do a cost comparison to see if we can actually save customers money which is obviously very important and when we do sign people up, uh, when people do come on to us on a rental or a purchase with the cost of copy service that we do, we offer what we call uh, managed print. And that, and what managed print is, is a system of where we can remote into the machine. We can get the meter readings, we can get the toner levels. If it gets to a certain level, we can then throw a toner, send a toner out to the customer. Uh, we can then do remote um, upgrades on the software upgrades on the machine. Uh, we can look at how many, if the machine's continually jamming or continually uh, continue got a problem, we can maybe do what uh, we could do, do a remote service onto it, or we can then send an engineer out, and the customer then thinks, oh, what, have you turned up and said, yes, we, we've noticed you've had a, f- a few instances on the machine, we're going to come and just uh, have a look at the machine and just make sure we've got all, everything's working correctly for you. So there's that little managed um, service that we offer in the background, which I think is obviously very important these days. And what do your customers say about this? The fact that you can now monitor what's going on on their machine. I think they're, they're much they're a lot happier because going back a while ago, you used to have to do take a, a metering off the machine. They then had to I go and put four emails had to send it in, or they had to email it to us. That this saves a lot of the uh, takes takes all the pressure off the customer because we just then can look at it. Say at the end of the month, I've done so many prints. We just we only build them for what they do on the end of each month or end of the quarter from the from the remote services that we offer, and we then look at the toners for them and they're very happy because it, it takes that um, that job off them and they don't have to worry about the, the, the it's, it's called print management it's managed by us which is good absolutely brilliant how yeah. things have changed it certainly has it takes us neatly onto talking about technology because you're at the cutting edge of, of technology you're actually selling it. And you can see how it's changed over the last 10 years. And more importantly, you're aware of of forthcoming changes. So share with us how you use modern technology to streamline your business systems and improve profitability. Yes, I mean, we we use Microsoft 365, which helps us to, you know, for invoicing and for different uh, technology there. We also use eSign technology as well, along with the finance companies. So it saves them to come in actually sign the customer up uh, in the, the old days it was a lot of forms we just we still do forms we still go out and see customers uh, but uh, for, for quickness sometimes to get things organized quickly we do e-sign technology which is something which is uh, done uh, done efficiently and, and, and very quickly as well it gets things going in a very quick manner and do your customers find that useful or would or would some customers still prefer eye to eye and signing with paper 
I'd say about 90%, 95% they prefer to sign with paper. It's, it's getting that. It's, it, but we have done a number of, not that many, on e-sign, which, is, which, which customers want to, are quite happy to do that. It depends on the customer and, and uh, what, they, what their requirements are. Because sometimes it's not just about uh, e-sign, it's about, it's, it's about what we do, like a site survey. So before a machine is uh, delivered, you know we do an e-sign to start with, we still have to go in and just do a site survey, make sure that we, we know how many PCs have got, how, how, what, where the machine is going to be placed, what equipment we need to get the machine into situ, because we've got a different apparatus to take a machine into a building. And it's like doing the health and safety check, making sure that everything's done in the correct manner and the correct way. And I think you've already alluded to uh, some of the customer benefits, but tell us how your customers benefit from your use of modern technology. Uh, I, th- I think, well, I mean, more, uh, going back many years ago, it was uh, we, we 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 had to we had to get, take out we get a letter typed up uh, with a quote on it, and we'd have to present the quote uh, in front of them. These days, we can I can talk to the customer on the phone. I say, right, I put a, uh, I, or I can go and see them. Then I, what I do is I put the, the whole package on the email. They, I send it out to them. They have a look at it. They're happy. They send it back to me, and we, and then we start the process. It makes it, it makes life a lot quicker because we can then make things happen very quickly, quickly as well. And clearly, clearly that's working because you've got, as you say, you have customers that have been with you from the very beginning. Yes, we certainly have. Yes. So it is working, and, and we've gone through a lot of change as well. So the, the change for the better, I think it is now. Podcasts from the Cat. Michael, coronavirus has uh, completely changed the face of business across the world, placing huge pressures on cash flow, and uh, as we all know, leaving chaos in its wake. So, share with us how you've coped with the current circumstances, and. And whether you've adopted any of the changes you were forced to make? Yeah, it's uh, it's very very interesting this one. Uh, going, going back to March uh, 2020, we were actually going quite well. The the, the we were we being very successful. I was putting a lot of machines going out through the door, and and all of a sudden the government pulled the plug that we had to stop, and uh, that uh, that that became a nightmare for me because uh, everybody was told to work from home and had to go home. So with that with that viewpoint, um, all my customers who have got machines in large offices and uh, parish councils, town councils, all, all over the place, uh, machines weren't being used. So that did affect me very badly. I had to put a lot of staff on furlough. Um, I then had to take hold of the, when the, we had the government um, grants, uh, take all the government grants and all the government uh, help that I could get to see me through this. Um, it was It was a very challenging time. I did get Bell's palsy. I don't know if that was because of stress, because of the situation. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Pieces, uh, like a stroke, but, but, uh, but it, it, did, it did affect me quite badly. Uh, but I managed, managed to get through it and uh, build it back up again. And we're now, we've now come to the other side of it, and things are going a lot better, and we're getting back to, getting back to normality, which is, which is the key thing that I wanted to do. So we're getting back to where we were back in March, and we're going forward, and it looks as if it's, we're getting, it's getting better and better. And because of coronavirus, I mean, you you were obviously forced to to uh, wind down a little bit, or more than a little bit. But you, uh, like most businesses, you will have made changes to accommodate the the circumstances. Have you have you continued to use the changes you made? 
Yeah, yeah. I've got obviously I've uh, streamlined a little bit. I've tried to see what we can we we, we do um, posted toners out more than we did before. Uh, we we do we look, we look to we look at different things. I mean, we're just what, what, what I'm trying to do is get back to where we were back in March, uh, and obviously come and get back to some normality, which we are getting back to normality now, and things are actually moving in the right direction. Can't say I've used anything from the lockdown because it was more or less we couldn't do much at all. It was just completely uh, very quiet, and uh, we got the odd call now and again. It was uh, it was quite challenging at the time. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. A lot of businesses, I think, went on to using internet-based telephone systems, and um, uh, I think that was down to the fact that a lot of people were, were working from home, where businesses could survive. But obviously, not so in your case. That's right. Yeah. Okay. In a in a previous life, uh, you've won National Salesman of the Year. So you've yeah, you've actually uh, walked the talk and and achieved uh, and achieved that status as well. So, and it was awarded by Canon, and this yeah, was before you started Claymore Business Machines. Once the business was up and running, you were also runner-up in the Business Service Award. So, uh, tell us about these awards and and why they're important to you and the Claymore team. Okay, going back to the was the Canon Tune-Up Award back in 1985, I think it was. Yeah, a long time ago. And I, I actually got the top uh, one of the top salesmen of the of the year out of 180 salesmen across the UK. Um, I got to go to the Bahamas, which was uh, for for 10 days, and it was rather nice. And uh, the, and every machine I used to sell, sell back in those days, we had points, and points make prizes. So uh, I used to have a lawnmower, a, a table, a chair, all the different things you can get, like a like going back to the generation game, uh, where you had you got a points for prizes, and it was it was rather it was rather nice. And uh, then at the end of it, I, I got to go to the Bahamas. Uh, it was a fantastic achievement. So it was all about number, numbers of machines sold, and every machine had so many points. And all the, all the points made prizes, and at the end, I won the prize. So I was, I was absolutely elated with it. And then go back, uh, going through the Claymore situation, uh, I got uh, from Brother UK sponsored the USB-sponsored second place in the Salesperson of the Year Award. I did a lot of A3 Brother products and... Um, Sold a lot for that. Uh, that was that was an excellent, uh, an excellent. Went down to London to uh, to a restaurant and got presented um, down there. And then I, I was also involved with business after hours. I got business service award because of the the, the way that we do our service. We guaranteed quality service. And also uh, I was given an award for networking because I uh, they call me a serial networker. I'm always networking with customers and networking with the. Uh, with these clubs and getting to know people, they get to know me and building good rapport and good confidence and good trust. So I'm really pleased at the awards I've got. And clearly no stranger to getting awards either. <laughs> so no, this you, is good. When you're submitting these awards, you go through quite a lengthy form, don't you? So giving plenty of information about the company and yourself. And not so with the Salesman of the Year Award, but more to do with the, the awards attached to the business. So, do you do you feel that the business benefits from this submission process? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. It helps you focus a little bit because you you know they're obviously asking you questions and how you do this, how you do, you, how you streamline things, and it's you've got, you've got to give a lot of information. And uh, uh, each each one has different criteria, and you just uh, you, they, they obviously you put it forward, they tick the boxes, and they then go to an analyse of, of you know why you why you should get the award. On these these awards I've got, yes. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think we had to put a lot of work into to to, to put it forward uh, for for the awards. 
and the introspection gives you an opportunity to analyse uh, all the different areas of the business. It certainly does, yes, it does. It helps you to be streamlined and helps you to, uh, if you think you could do some certain changes, you can do them, yeah. Okay, stay with us and we'll be straight back with Michael after another of his favourite songs, which is Dance With My Father by Luther Vandross. Michael, tell us a little more about this choice. Yeah, well, I lost my father uh, a few years ago, and my wife lost my father, and we always liked Luther Vandross, and that, that dance with my father sort of reminds me about my father, it reminds me of my wife about her father as well, and uh, it's a lovely song, and, uh, and Luther Vandross was a fantastic singer. Today we're talking to Michael Shields, the Managing Director of Claymore Business Machines. Michael, you're heavily immersed in helping the local community, having been involved with the Young Enterprise Cheshire organisation, the the Scouts, uh, the Rotary Club of Winsford for many years, uh, and I'm sure there are many more areas you've been involved with, but share with us why you've created these links, why you've established these links, and, and also why it's important to you to maintain these community links. Yeah, uh, we'll start with Young Enterprise. We'll start with Chambers, the Chamber of Commerce. I, I was the director of the Chamber of Commerce many years ago, and uh, I, got, I enjoyed uh, being a director of the Chambers because we were helping businesses and, and being on the board and um, streamlining. And then after that, I uh, went into, uh, I was approached to, to help uh, youngsters in schools do um, those classes, Young Enterprise. And it's a, it's a scheme for youngsters to actually run their own business. Uh, and then the school, for, for, for us, um, the actual school year and uh, I'd get, I, would, I'd be, I was uh, involved with that for 20 years with what you call an area board chairman for many years and then for seven years I was the actual strategic, Cheshire strategic board chairman which was uh, to run the actual all the areas in Cheshire uh, and what we did was we organised um, business um, uh, people who run their own businesses to go into the schools and actually give the, give the youngsters coaching sessions and learn them how to do a service or a product and uh, then at the end of it, they would actually do a presentation to a, a board of judges, and that they would have a winner for each area, which would then go to a final in, the, in Cheshire, and then it would go to a final in, uh, down in uh, London. And it was, it was actually it was actually a fa- fantastic experience, and uh, I enjoyed that. I found that uh, I'd done 20 years, and decided I wanted a change, and I was approached by uh, um, the leader of the Cheshire Scouts at the time, uh, Graham Phillips, who uh, approached me if I'd want to be a trustee, and I did. I did that for seven years, and again, I, I want to go into things. I like to try and make a difference, and and, uh, and I did help as much as I can. I was involved with the jamboree, involved with the uh, the camps, involved with the the actual um, the, the monetary value, the, the the all the areas in, in around the uh, supporting these uh, youngsters in Cub Scouts and Venture Scouts, which was uh, fantastic. So I, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed that. So I, I stepped down from the board um, last year, after seven years, and uh, I'm always looking to be involved with uh, with the community things. Uh, yeah, the other thing I w- I've been involved with is obviously the Rotary Club Middle Winsford and Middlewich, which we've we've done a lot of um, raised a lot of funds for uh, local charities uh, over the year. I'm a past president. I was president in 2005, which was a uh, hundred years in the Rotary, and at that particular time we were asked to do a special. Uh, um, contribution to the to the to towns, and what we did, we did two grant benches, one in Windsor, one in Middlewich, as a, as a sort of a hundred years of rotary in the community, 
And the last thing that I really enjoyed myself with is being, being a member of the Cheshire Masons. I've achieved grand rank uh, last year, which I was absolutely very impressed with. I've been a member since 1987, and uh, I really enjoy my masonry because masonry, uh, we do a lot for charity. Uh, we, 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 we enjoy ourselves, we, we enjoy ourselves uh, doing, making a difference within the communities. And I think it's absolutely terrific. And without businesses like yours supporting these areas of the community, they simply wouldn't exist. Uh, Michael, you you don't need me to tell you that no business can stand still. And given your energy and enthusiasm, uh, I don't think Claymore ever will. So uh, tell us what you've planned for Claymore Business Machines to ensure it continues to meet its sales targets. Yeah, obviously I, I'm uh, I'm looking to take salespeople on. Uh, I'm looking to um, increase uh, increase the base, increase uh, looking after customers. I do do keep doing networking, and uh, I keep keep I keep on smiling. You could say. <laughs> and you you don't have an issue, obviously, with meeting your sales targets. Not not at all. No, you, you don't, you, having done it for so many years, has that feeling of anxiousness at the end of the year when you start looking at the figures, has that dissipated no, not, now? No, not at all, I just, uh, it's, it's like anything, it's uh, like a Dr. Water, I just, I just get on with it, so no problems at all. Michael, thank you for giving us an insight into the fascinating and fast-changing world of business machines. So should any of our listeners want to contact you, where can they find more information about Claymore Business Machines? Yeah, uh, we're, we're based in Winsford. Uh, you can, you can uh, email me by mike at claymorebm.co.uk or you can always give, give me a call on 01606 5587. And the, the website? www.claymorebm.co.uk Michael, thank you for coming on the cat today. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and thank you to Cat Radio for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.